Okay, welcome to episode three. I'm joined by Z, my fellow Repnite producer, digital designer, filmmaker. Z, how are you, bro? You all right? Hello, everyone. How's it going? Welcome to the House of Rep. I'm good. How are you doing? Brilliant. So you can hear me okay? Everything's coming through? Because we're doing yeah. this like a long distance <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, today's episode is about the development with the PS5. Now, me and Z have been gamers almost all our lives, you know, like since we've been toddlers. Um, so our first console was Mega Drive. We've always loved Sega. Um, it took us a while to embrace the first generation PlayStation. Uh, when Metal Gear hit the scene, that's really when we gave it some serious kind of uh, time. Uh, Gran Turismo as well was a really big game for us. Um, you know, it was it was really good. Some cool stuff. And I still remember playing Broken Sword and Road Rash on that. Uh, fun oh, yeah. stuff. I mean, um, Pro Evolution, back when it was called ISS. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Uh, so Z, uh, the DualSense controller, the new one. Let's, let's jump straight yeah. into that. Let's talk about that. So, Sony had a reveal on the uh, on the controller. Uh, yeah, good stuff, isn't it? The design, they haven't really broken yeah, was, anything. Yeah, sorry, you were saying? Go ahead, go ahead. That was uh, shown on the PlayStation blog, wasn't it? Yeah. So, they basically released a brand new controller that is kind of gone in a different design uh, sense to... Like, you know, controllers we've seen with PlayStation, DualShock 2, DualShock 3, DualShock 4. We've seen with this new one, it's not called the DualShock anymore. It's called the DualSense, which is mm -hmm. something new. Um, so they're trying to go into a different direction with uh, the controller. General aesthetic, I believe, of what the console may look like when we eventually see it and what this new controller looks like. Yeah, I mean, like, they haven't really broken, um, no, they've kind of gone with the uh, the kind of design, design aesthetic that if it isn't broken, don't fix it, um, kind of yeah. thing. It's just, it feels like the, the DualShock 4, um, it just has a much nicer color scheme, I'm liking this new color scheme. If this is the color scheme, then the console is going to look like this, this kind of space gray kind of look. I think yeah. they're, they're trying to match up the yeah, they're going back to the old school kind of PS1 color scheme, a little bit lighter in in tone. Um, oh, you know, gray. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of gray and also, you know, they haven't really added the touch screen, which a lot of, you know, like theorists were thinking that was going to happen. So uh -huh. they were thinking that this was going to have a sort of like a OLED touchscreen, you know, with capacitive kind of controls and to add like a new dynamic with, you know, mini maps and other things like that. Um, they haven't done that to make it, but it's a good thing because like a controller is going to take a beating. It's going to... Um... But I have seen that um, somebody's done like a really nice mock-up of what a potential PS5 console will look like based off mm. the design of the controller. And he's mm. taken those kind of design elements off, off the controller of the, the you know, the side lights and stuff and, you know, the mm. lights. Um, yeah. And yeah. 
white, the white predominant look of the console. Because it's kind of got, the controller's got a kind of two-tone color to it now. It's not mm-hmm. predominantly black anymore. And when yeah. when you used to wear the controller, it used to be like the top plastic part used to be a different color and you still used to get the black pads around the yeah. edges in the, in the buttons. I've also noticed that the D-pad and the buttons are white as well. They have white surrounds as opposed to black. Yeah, yeah so um, lots on it, isn't it? They haven't really gone away from the traditional um, dual joystick design. It's not offset like the Xbox One is. You know, the new Xbox Series X controller? Yeah, that one yeah, yeah. Personally, I always loved the Xbox controller more. It just fits nicer in my hand. Yeah, uh, the triggers always felt a bit deeper. Um, the positioning of the sticks has always been a bit difficult for me. I've always found them a bit strange when they're together. They're yeah. I, I always think that they're too close. And the offset works a lot better. And that's the, the plus point I would give to Xbox. But the thing about the PS... Um, the DualSense controller and what the PS4 controller is, is that's very light. So the controller's light in the hand for long gaming sessions. Share buttons and other things were a lot better on the console too. Um, mm. It seems like it's got a lot of the stuff that the fourth one has. You know, like even it looks like it's just being sort of transferred over. So the microphone's built in. Like they said now, it's got a microphone built in that allows you to talk and play. You can still yeah. use the headset, and the headset will always be better, but straight out of the box, you've got the ability to talk to people, and I love that. And that also, I think, is going to add a new dynamic to gaming, because you might have to answer back to NPCs and other characters, or, you know, adds a new dynamic to gameplay. Yeah. Um, do you, you think that it out. not having a screen hurt it? Like, do you think it looks just normal? I think it's just, uh, to be honest, I think it's just a cost thing. Um, to make a little small screen is costly for Sony to make on a mass production scale. Mm. Um, so have controller or affordable. Exactly, yeah. You don't want a controller that costs as much as a stupid smartphone or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, I feel great. When you can just use your phone as a second screen for like info and stuff and the touchpad has... I, I just really hope that Developers nowadays use the touch pad mm. <laughs> in a in a more creative sense to mm. um, you know better the gaming experience. So does, I this heard... have, does this have the touch pad or did they get rid of it? This is what I'm confused on. Is it, it looks like or... when you look at the photos, it still looks like a button that you can depress. Mm. And then the I've, I've probably never used it, like hardly used it. The only game that I remember using it on is Killzone, when you fire your repel rope and, you know, add the shield on the drone. Yeah, Killzone I and Infamous had it as well. Infamous had it? I can't remember what I used it on Infamous for the graffiti or, like, uh, was there some sort of graffiti I had to do in that game? That game was great, man. Ocean, yeah, on Infamous Second Son. Or something right. like that. Mm. Or the spray or something like that. So what other stuff do you like about it? Do you like so you like the color scheme, you like new accent lighting where they've moved the kind of mood light yeah, from the better back. it's better on the sides than it is onto the top bar that the PS4 right. controller changed from the original mm-hmm. PlayStation 4 controller 
Also, um, they say that it's got haptic feedback, so that should be really good for gamers mm-hmm. to enjoy. But the way they said it, it sounds a bit mushy. They're like, oh, yeah, you can feel like the mod when you're driving your car in Gran Turismo. And I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm, I should be able to feel that in Gran Turismo anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. The haptic be like an add-on that gives me that kind of rumble. It's not going to be a steering wheel, mate. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're saying it's that. Like, I remember them saying something about when you pull it back, like the bow in Last of Us Two, it really feels like you're pulling it, like when you do it. So that's gonna add like a, a weight to the to the game, make it feel like it's a little yeah. bit more of a you know like a kind of effort to do things. Um, whether that that works well in in reality when we actually get going and using this in heavy game sessions, I don't know. Yeah. You know. Um, there's a lot of things that they've done that I like. Like, first of all, I like the color scheme. Two, yeah. I like that they haven't made it too far out there and gone, you know what, we're going ultra premium, uh, take it or leave it kind of thing. You're probably going to need to pay half a console's price for another controller or something stupid like that. This makes it affordable. This makes it accessible. I think I know what they're going to do. I think what they're going to yeah. do is probably get a mount so you can use the Xperia 1 or the Xperia range of phones with it. So what you could do is just like on the Alpha Series cameras, you can use the um, the phone as a second screen, like a video assist screen. So it yeah. has like a really nifty app. So there'll be a probably a PlayStation app that will allow you to connect your phone and then your phone becomes the hub, the map. You're able to yeah, yeah, chat on that. Yeah. So you use like a, you know, like use your voice to control actions, you know? So they've already kind of like, in a way, you never need a screen in the controller because the controller is like a, the blunt instrument that you use to control the stuff. It's a tool, yeah. You can just use your own smartphone and then that liberates uh, costs and the need for you to do um crazy stuff like that you know like uh, it just keeps creativity up because people can do their own setup you know and they can even use their phone probably as a controller i'm thinking that in the future there'll be like like sort of like peripherals that will just attach to the phones as well yeah you know they'll they'll probably be like a dual sense go or they might even do a dual sense pro they might do a different controller which will have slightly better sticks and better buttons, okay. maybe you know, it might be completely white to differentiate the two. I don't know what they're kind of thinking, but it's just ideas that I'm thinking of. I just wish they had more of the kind of elite mindset that Xbox had, um, mm-hmm. because the elite controller was pretty sick. It was a bit pricey, but the idea of it is sick, where it's like almost modular, so mm-hmm. you can customize it as you mm-hmm. see fit and give it. Give the triggers travel and stuff like that, and customize the triggers and the buttons, mm-hmm. and, you know, modify it. It's it's it had it has really nice touches in that sense. Um, mm. compared to this one, this one seems more proprietary to what Sony wants to do with their controller, and mm. it's got like a newer, It's got it hasn't got a share button anymore. It's got a create button. Right. So they don't refer to it as a share button anymore. They call it a create button um so that'd probably be more creation tools for like streamers twitches you know people who basically want to get down it might take them into a new kind of studio where they can add kind of like font text cut the footage down quicker 
I don't know, maybe they've completely overhauled their um, that service so that they want to kind of have it maybe all in the house. So you can probably stream straight to the network. And maybe in the future, we'll start doing that. We'll probably do gaming live streams and, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, to see how we play as well. We haven't we haven't explored that yet. Just gave me an idea um, for yeah. stuff that we can do in House of Rep um, further down the line. But um, yeah, let's move over to the PS5. So um, okay. we're looking at a console that has this amazing hard drive. This is supposed to be like yeah. a game-changing SSD. So it's like a hybrid kind of like custom-made SSD from Sony. It doesn't re totally reach the one terabyte mark point, if I remember correctly. It's a little bit under one terabyte, but because it does some kind of like stuff that it does with the OS and the and the launching and resuming of games, um, this is supposed to be the really exciting aspect of the PS5. It makes uh, multitasking, loading shaders, loading maps like almost instantaneous. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's cool. Um... It, it it's it's good in the sense I don't know why they can't reach the one terabyte mark unless the technology that they've made for like whether it being a solid state system or um you know um a kind of me uh, RAM based uh memory system it depends mm -hmm. on what money have made and how cost again it's down to cost how easily they can make it for mass production. Yeah. Um, I personally still kind of liked the Xbox system where they made those one terabyte cards in partnership with Seagate. Um, right, so the Xbox X stuff that they've done. They kind of look like memory cards that are like huge, you know? Mm. And mm. Uh, they, they remind me of the memory cards from the original PlayStation, but just like 10, a gajillion times the size. Yeah. <laughs> and it brings that memory, isn't it, of like... When we used to plug in those old, um, the old memory cards, we had to have a collection of them. They had to go it's in really the cases. Like row of memory. The, PS, oh, the PS2s had really? dedicated memory card slots in the case, Hopefully, so that yeah, you I'm know that the game has your memory. Your memory is in that game case. Absolutely. You know, you're like to say, "Where's the where's the memory card for like a uh, thing like a pro?" And you're like, "It's in Pro Five. And I'm like, "No, it's not in Pro Five. It's in Pro Seven. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Those retro stuff like storing the card in the game case. Um, you could see the icons on the PlayStation 2 of individual yeah. games with the logos and stuff like that. So I thought that was that was a nice classic feature. That's a classic feature that they could somehow, you know, incorporate into newer games. I mean, they console. Did that, didn't they? That they might do something, they're doing something similar because I, I have to be very honest, Mike Cerny's. Um, you know, like vidcast. You know this this keynote that he did, man. I, I was falling asleep through most of it. It was just, yeah. I love the guy, but you know, it was the most boring, kind of dullest, kind of like office Asian. format. And and the the people looked like they were cooked. They were cut out of cardboard. You get what I mean? <laughs> like you know, the people sitting in the front row. I don't know if they've been like keyed in because of COVID, or they were just the the core staff or something that had been cleared to be there. But yeah. um, they were talking about all this stuff. They were just, you know, just throwing techno babble at, you know, like people. And I got some of it, but I just started glazing over. I'm like, yeah, okay, I know the hard drive's fast. 
you know, I know it's got this and stuff and you've done all this wicked shit, but I want to see it. I want to see if it's smaller than the Xbox X. Because I have to say, I love Xbox X and I want to do a, a separate um, house of rep, a kind of like preview kind of our thoughts on it, like we're doing right now with the PS4. But I'm loving what they're saying. They're saying that we're going to be able to backwards compatible the entire library going back to Xbox One. So that's great. Um, I know that it will be select tiles. I'm hoping they finally add DOA to it because um, I never see DOA on there. You know, the PS the PS5 is backwards compatible, but okay. it's only um, it's only support from what they are telling us right now. It's only going to be PS4 tiles, and they're gonna oh. they're oh. gonna have a huge library, and okay. obviously. They themselves have been remaking all of their old games anyway. So like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, you know, a whole bunch of games have gotten the newer treatment. You know, Final Fantasy. Well, aren't, aren't they going to incorporate PlayStation Now or something like that into it? I, pre- I, I think so. I think that PlayStation Now would just be part of that, you know, that package they'll offer. So okay. the library's going to be there. The library's going to be on the cloud. The newer games, you want to put them directly on the hard drive. You know the hard drive will pretty be pretty much be um, used for um, the running of the games, making them seamless. Okay. Have another hard drive for most of your storage. I mean, that's definitely the option that I would do if I get the chance. Is that I'd have this massive hard drive for the library, so it doesn't affect the operating system. So even like our game captures fights that we have in uh, Street Fighter or. Mortal Kombat and, you know, whatever the next generation beat-em-ups are or our gaming sessions, you know, anything that we find really cool, we just store it onto the other hard drive that we put. Because, you know, we keep running out of capture space. You know, we record so many fights and so many bouts that we have, you know, like, it, it starts to swell up, you know, like, so then we yeah. have to, like, offset that. So better cloud integration, better smart integration, you know, is really good so I can tell it to do stuff. So it would be good if I could tell it, okay, you know what? There's a downtime where I'm not going to be playing. I'm going to be downloading a movie. So can you just do a defrag? Or um, can you clean up the cache? Or can you, like, um, you know, do more kind of computer-based kind of stuff to just speed up the processor? You know, like speed, speed up stuff so that, um, you know, thing, things like that. You know, think, actually thinking of it, you know, if we're going to go really technical with SSD, you don't really need to worry about fragmentation so much in it. So that's why they've gone into the SSD territory so that what I just yeah. said was kind of moot. You know, you don't really need that. But you could get the the processing to concentrate or the PS5 to concentrate on the speed, you know, the download. This is one thing that I really hate, yeah, right now with like uh, PS4 and, and the network. It's really slow. Like, everything is slow. To download a game takes, like, a month, it feels it like. Yeah, it does. You know? So, I really hate that. Like, I put the game in. So, I remember they made a big deal about um, mocking Xbox and saying, oh, well, I can give my friend a copy of my game. And, you know, everything that went down, like, a house of cards and Xbox had, uh, Microsoft had egg on their face and stuff. But yeah. you put the disc in, but it still downloads the game. There's only some kind of a, a little bit of the game, actually, on the Blu-ray. It feels like, you know, that, yeah. that, I don't know. Someone needs to kind of like correct me on that, but it feels like basically we put the disc in and it installs like 10% of the game. And then the rest of the game needs to be downloaded. And then you yeah. use it to authorize your game session. Now, if okay. we can eliminate that all together so I can still buy a physical copy if I want, 
but the game is actually on that physical copy. And then I download a digital one because I want a digital one, or I automatically have the digital version of it so I can remotely play it without a disc. Now, I want this yeah. discless gameplay. I want my library to be accessible everywhere I go so I can take this controller with me. Like everything basically that the old stuff has, the PS4 has, I wanted to do that, but I wanted to do it faster. And that's hopefully what the PS5 will do. Yeah, so let's see what happens and let's see what's going to happen. Hopefully we'll get some sort of reveal with the console sometime bloody soon because it's been taking like forever and then it's only been prolonged even longer with this silly with the virus and whatnot. So let's see what happens. They said that... um, they said that it's on track still for holiday period. So okay. most likely prototype locked. Um, first Q&A beta testing was done. Alpha testing was done. And they're probably at probably a gold level now of locking everything down. Hardware's probably locked down now. I don't think they're going to make much revisions to it. Pretty much everything's ready and then concentrating more on release and marketing of the okay. console. Because they've been, they, I mean, Mike said himself that they had been working on it since PS4. So, they okay. so that's a long time. We've had two generations, um, four iterations of the PS4, minor SKU kind of changes, like the most recent Pro just has a slightly quieter fan and better cooling, you know, and things like that. Um, you know, we have a first generation Pro that's still do it, doing a good job for us. I, I love that console. Um, yeah. Our old first generation PS4 just, just didn't, didn't make it. From a design point of view, it was really great. But something yeah. happened to it. I think it overheated. Um, something's broken in it. You know, we got to take it to a shop and get it repaired because we've just got this PS4 that's sitting around. But um, it's. Uh, I think that you know they got to look at that. They've got to look at build quality. They got to look at. Um, obviously, they're trying to make it cost effective. That's the two things that are most important that I want to see in the PS5 console is what's the build quality like and how durable it is under pressure, under a a load, a CPU mode of doing like 4K, uh, 50 frames gaming and stuff like that. Yeah. You have long gaming sessions. So did they talk about cooling and architectural design of the cooling or something? Because Xbox really did, but I've kind of over it. So I know. Let's same, kind of like, can't even like, remember. Yeah, let's just hope for the future and see what happens. Yeah. What the- do you think of the um the actual the core clock three point five with eight cores? You okay with that? You think that they're squeezing as much as they can out of this Zen two GPU CPU? Yeah, though? I think that's fine. I think it will do the job, but. Uh, Thing is, is that the, the the GPU is the more key element, and the CPU, yeah. the CPU background, yeah. and more UI it's stuff. RDNA, like a RDNA two, uh, you know, like custom, like I guess it would be based off of a, um, you know, like a current generation AMD, and then they kind of, you yeah. know, tweaked it to their style. But it's yeah. ten point two eight teraflops of processing power. That's, that's not bad. This clock's a little under the Xbox X, but um, I think it's just going to do a good job. I think it's going to do what it needs to do. And, and the PlayStation Studios are really good at, at you know, using what they have. Excellent. Yeah, so let's just wait and see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it'll be good. You think 16 gigs of RAM is enough, though? 
Yeah, I think that's enough. Yeah, more than enough. Mm. I mean, we're yeah. not looking at like um, you don't really need something like twenty-four or go, you know, like people are going crazy with like one hundred and twenty-eight rigs nowadays and PCs and stuff. But that's a different type of beast on its own. Like console gaming, PC gaming, are always going to be different. There's a lot more that you can do with a desktop than you can do with a games console. And I really buy a Sony PlayStation for its library of titles. So it's about yeah. content. And this is something that Xbox is trying to kind of move away from. Like they, They're saying that, you know what? It doesn't matter if you buy a Microsoft game from us. If you buy it on an Xbox, it's going to be Xbox X ready. If you're going to buy it for Windows, you're going to have it on things. So that cross-library um, uh, capability is another nice touch that Microsoft has done. So I wasn't really happy with the Xbox X when it came out. I thought it looked like a beta cam kind of uh, VCR kind of player, like a, like a set-top box. And they were trying yeah. to make it so that it was like an all-in-one kind of let's dominate the entire, um, you know, the market. And they kind of lost the, um, the ethos of what it was. It was supposed to be a games console. This stuff was all supposed to be like ancillary features. There shouldn't be have been a kind of heavy emphasis on the fact that you could control your TV with your kinetic and stuff. They made, they did a lot of missteps, and I remember seeing that, and I was just like, you know, I was with you. I remember we saw the the E3 drop of it, and I was like, what the hell is this? You've gone backwards. You know, you you made your 360 so slim and so neat, and you you made this freaking um you know like VCR kind of PC. But then in retrospective, now that I've actually seen the console, it needed all that cooling. Because the original 360, just, I kept getting the red light of death. You know, I, I went through about four of them. You know, Microsoft just kept replacing them for me, and they kept breaking. Oh, yeah, it was, but the 360 had so much, um, you know, the 360 had the same kind of, um, the 360 had the same kind of mileage that we did on a PS2 and a, and a PS1 and uh, um, our, our Dreamcast. Those are the kind of uh, consoles that we just played constantly. Um, so yeah. they did. They they had a great library, and that was the yeah. thing. The library was stronger than the PS3. Uh, ports were better as well, you know. So arcade ports, uh, yeah, just felt a little faster on the Xbox. So most of the time, you know, when it was a hard console to dev for the PS3, that's why it's the other way around with the PS4. Like the PS4 has so many great titles, and every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, I'll get the PS4 one, and I'm always tempted to get an Xbox. You know, like I, I keep thinking I'm going to get an Xbox X because it's got a 4K player built in. But I just held off because, um, you know, I was like, might as well just wait for the PS5, you know, and hopefully they don't they don't do something stupid and not add a, 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 a 4K Blu-ray drive because I love my physical film. I try not to stream whenever I can because the bandwidth and bitrate is just not the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... So now they've they've ticked a lot of my boxes with the PS5 and with the Xbox, the new one. Um, they've done some really cool things. Really so cool things and stuff. We'll time. Sorry? Oh, I was saying um, it's exciting times. Exciting times. Yeah. You know, things are getting better. Games are looking more and more realistic. You've got high dynamic range, Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos now built in. Um, working with these newer Sony TVs, these new um, LG nanocells and OLEDs, you know, like um, 
uh, technology-wise, the way things are so seamless, the way they're the the immersion, it's really going to be an exciting year uh, for uh, gaming and 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 the and the next year and going forward, the the innovation is incredible. So yeah, um, very excited, very excited for the PS5. Yeah, let's wait and see until the holiday season what we'll be getting and hopefully we'll be enjoying the gaming properly and not uh, through any other means and we can actually enjoy our consoles properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so um, we're just going to wrap up this podcast for today. Um, I want to thank Z for uh, tuning in and giving a Give me, giving me, sorry, his input on it. And yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode of House of Rep. This is, yeah, your, host. <laughs> this is your host, Ray Jandua, and I'll see you guys soon.